Today on the podcast, we talk to Maeve Caldwell, admissions rep from Endicott College. Endicott is a private college in Beverly, Massachusetts, on the coast. It's a very beautiful campus. Uh, it was founded in 1939 as a women's college, uh, and it began offering four-year degrees in 1988 and became... Um, Co-educational fairly recently in 1994. Maeve goes on and talks to us a little bit about the history of Endicott, some exciting new programs and opportunities, the internship program at Endicott, um, as well as her own personal path through the uh, college application process. Hope you enjoy this interview, and we will be back with you again soon for the next installment of in our uh, college rep interview series. Thanks again for listening. My name is Maeve Caldwell. I'm an admission counselor at Endicott College. I am responsible for the territories of Western Massachusetts, upstate New York, and Vermont. So kind of what that means is I travel out to those the high schools in those areas, go to college fairs in those areas, chat with the students, make connections, and then when, when it comes time, I will be one of the readers of the applications of those territories as well. So you do all of that travel before November 1st? Yep, that's right. Exactly. We start are, in mid-September and go through early November. Are you ever in the same hotel room more than one night? Yes. This week, right. I'm excited to be in this hotel room four nights in a row, which is awesome. Wow. That's <laughs> how, how much. Give us, a, give us an idea of how much travel you actually do. Yeah, so because my territories are not necessarily close to Endicott, which is in Beverly, Massachusetts, right on the East Coast, and I'm out a little bit more west, um, I'm essentially on the road Monday through Friday for almost six weeks straight. So I miss my bed, but it's all right. <laughs> and how many, how many miles do you put on your car in an average travel season? This is my first one, so we'll see what the total comes to at the end. But I think I'm about uh, hovering around 2,000 already. Holy cow. I know. That's, okay. That puts it in, in a little bit of perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and I think that's important for our families to know because they, the reps are either meeting with our students virtually um, during our C3 time or they're coming up campus or they're going to college fairs and they're they're actively recruiting and wanting to talk to students. So it's really important for students yeah. to, to make those connections and take advantage of somebody who's putting 2,000 miles on their vehicle to, yeah. to meet, meet students and, yeah, and introduce them to the exciting things at Endicott. Absolutely. We're eager to meet students. And one of the reasons I like travel so much is because it helps humanize the process for me and to meet the students and get to know their personalities and put a face to the name and then see that application come through, that's so exciting to know that that relationship really meant something. Um, and I can then read your application knowing a little bit more about you. And it kind of lets me put that face to the name and feel like it's a human process rather than just some letters on the screen. Cool. Um, so I, as we talked about before we started recording, I have a pretty standard list of questions that I'm asking all of my, my reps. We may not get to all of them because it's there's a lot of questions and we're going to talk for more than a half an hour. Yep. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, the most popular majors at Endicott. We'll start there. Yeah. So we're, because we're liberal arts, we have a whole bunch of different opportunities. Um, all are fantastic. However, the ones that we kind of see 
the most applicants towards. First one definitely being nursing. Um, and we also have a new nursing building this year. So we're anticipating an even larger pool of nursing. So that's going to be a, more applications for you. Exactly. So nursing, I would say, is the most popular. Um, but then after that, you kind of get into our business school, which has been very popular. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's It's hard to pinpoint just a few because, like I said, liberal arts and all are incredible in their own different ways. Um, I think those are the two that come to mind as the as the most popular right now, though, being nursing and um, our business school. Okay. And and are there any aspects of programming at Endicott that are unique or uniquely structured that would be um, good for us to highlight today? Yes. I think our internship program is something that really sets us apart. Every student is required to complete three internships before graduation. The only exception to that would be our nursing students, education students, and athletics training students, only because they have strict clinical and practicum hours that they need to fulfill in order to get those licensures and whatnot. Right. Um, so they still get plenty of hands-on experiential learning. It just follows a little bit different of a model than our internships. Um, but every other major on campus, like I said, will do three internships. One will be in your first year, one will be in your second year. Those are more short-term experiences usually takes the students about three weeks to fulfill our 120-hour requirement. No requirement junior year, so there's plenty of space to do a semester abroad if they want to. And then senior year, it's a full semester-long internship. So instead of taking classes that, that senior year semester, you will be fully working in an internship, which is pretty incredible. So we've seen that have really awesome success for what our students are doing after graduation. So at this point, we have a 99% career outcome rate, meaning 99% of our recent grads are employed or in graduate school. Well, that that actually answers the question I was going to, to ask, which is how much are you find or how, how are you finding those internships helping students with life beyond college? Are they and it sounds like they're really incredibly helpful because if you're 99%, my guess is the students who go off and do a senior year internship are being placed with that company or similar companies. Exactly. We've seen massive success with it, which has been awesome. We started with only one required internship and saw the benefits of it and eventually increased all the way up to three required internships. So it's been incredible. They kind of like to say that not only do you graduate with an Endicott degree, but you also graduate with an awesome resume, which is so cool and so powerful going into the, the workforce as a recent grad because you have kind of a leg up in that sense. You have so many things to talk about in interviews. You have so much to put on that resume for those applications. So yeah, it's been wildly successful for our students post-grad. Um, and what do you think in, uh, students enjoy most about the Endicott campus, being on the Endicott campus? We talk a lot about how special our community is. Um, and as an employee, I even really feel that. Um, I just started at Endicott in July and immediately I had so many people coming up to me saying, if you need anything, jump into my office. I'm happy to help. Ask as many questions as you want. And I feel like that's a shared experience with the students. If I feel that an as an employee, I can't even imagine mm. how supported the students feel. Um, so we talking to my tour guides and stuff as well. They also say how incredible our faculty are, how readily available they are. Um, and they did a cool statistics 
to try to track how many um, students are sticking around on the weekends. So they looked at who was swiping into the dining halls on the weekends. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Which> tricky. <laughs> it was pretty cool. They found that 90% of the student body swiped into the dining hall on the weekends. And I'm willing to bet that that number is even higher because who doesn't want to eat out on the weekends sometimes, right? Right. So a vast majority of our students stick around on the weekends. They get involved. They're going to the sporting events. They're involved in the events um, unrelated to athletics. So there's always stuff going on. So I think that sense of community is really strong and really important to our students um, and makes it a, a really fun place to be. Is Does the school put on different like we, uh, weekly events over the weekend for specifically for students, whether it's concerts or, you know, whatever? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a mixture of um, like in institution led events, like what the college puts on for the students and also what the students create themselves. So with our over 50 clubs that we have going on, they are always putting on events and fundraisers and things like that. Um, so there's a mixture between what the college puts on, what athletic events are going on, and what the student-run events are looking like. And we're not talking about the parties that the students are running. We're talking about <laughs> the clubs and the, the appropriate activities. Exactly, exactly. There also um, is a mailing list that goes out weekly about what's going on around campus, so people can kind of check that out and get a quick really? idea yeah, of, of the different events during the week. Excellent. I love the fact that 90% or more of the students are staying. That says a lot about the environment on campus, that they aren't all bailing and going. Because at Beverly Mass, they're not that far. Most they're probably most of them are not that far from home and right. they're not and they're not bailing. Right. Additionally, I think another stat that really um, speaks to our campus feel is the percentage of students that are living on campus. You aren't required to live on campus all four years, but currently 91% of the student body is choosing to live in Endicott housing. Hmm. You will definitely be in Endicott housing your first year, but there's options after that. However, most students choose to stick around, um, which I think speaks a lot to the community that we have, which is awesome. So let's talk about housing. It's not one of the formal questions that I've been asking, but what is housing for incoming new students? Is it suite style? Is it hall style? You know, what? Is it apartments? How does it? How does sure. housing work at Endicott? Can you choose your roommate? Sure. So we currently have eleven first-year residence halls on campus. That's within the total. That's a lot. Yeah, there's thirty-six in total. Soon to be Ooh. thirty-seven. I know they're even building one right now. Um, within. But you're not. But you're not huge. Right. So there's kind of a mixture. Some of those eleven are the larger dormitory style. Um, so doubles, triples, quads, things like that. But then there's also smaller, there's some more house-like things. Um, I think something that Endicott has done is buy properties around the campus and turn them into campus housing and mm. things like that. So mm -hmm. some of them look like classic housing, um, but they're they're Endicott students. Um, some of them are oceanfront, which is incredible. So there's there's um, that's a rough life. I know, right? It's wild. Um, so there's a mixture of options, but most of them first year are looking at like your classic dormitory. After there's availability for suites, apartments, houses, living learning communities, all those types of things. So and as a as an incoming new student, do I have the ability to choose a roommate or am I kind of at the at the whim of the luck of the draw? You do have that ability, absolutely. Um, that's not to say you're guaranteed to only be with that person. So there's a potential that you 
could be put in a triple and get another roommate. Um, they try to honor those those pairings as much as we can, but there's no guarantee that you might not be with other students as well. And does that happen like on accepted students days where where students get to meet their their incoming peer group? They get to kind of figure out who they might want to roommate with, or is there some other process that Endicott uses to kind of get a sense of who that incoming student body is, and then you and the other people, housing coordinators, will sit down and and figure out what some other pairings might be. Yeah, that's a great opportunity to meet other students that are going to come to Endicott. Um, Facebook groups and Instagram we have found becoming really popular modes mm. of meeting people. Um, and so some people connect that way and choose a roommate that way. We also have every student fill out kind of the rooming questionnaire, regardless of if they found a, someone to room with or not yet. Um, so that just gives us, gives us a sense of, are you messy? Are you clean? Do you go to bed late? Do you get up early? Things like that. So if it does come down to us having to pair students together, then we'll hopefully be really selective in that and make sure that you room with someone that lives similarly to you. I know that's some that's a concern of a lot of my seniors once they once November 1st comes around and their applications are done um that's a that's a concern is how do I how do I choose a roommate like those are some of the next steps so it's good that we have some of this information yeah definitely. um can I ask you a question about November 1 sure and, and it's a question I'm sure you get asked all the time yep. but I get asked as I'm helping my students complete applications why does Endicott have its own application? Yeah, great question. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm just, I'm, I'm wanting to be able to answer for my students. No, yeah, I totally understand. And I do get that question a lot. The frank answer is on the Common App, it's very easy to click one button and send an application. So people might not even know what Endicott is when they're applying if they if we were on the Common App. Whereas if we go one step further to have our own application, it's kind of ensuring that the students that apply are genuinely interested. Yep. Um, and we're just kind of in a really fortunate spot where we can do that. Um, our applicant pool is competitive, so we don't need those thousands of other applications that might come in without any genuine interest. Um, so it's just kind of, adding that one extra step further kind of ensures that the applicants that apply are actually genuinely interested in us. And do you think that's why some schools are asking, and I realize we're off topic a little bit, but okay. still on topic, um, are asking, they're saying they don't have a writing supplement, but when you look at the school specific questions on the Common App, there are questions like why Endicott, why X school? Right. Do you think that's why they're asking those mandatory and i use mandatory in air quotes for those of you who can't see me because it's an auditory audible podcast um you think that's why they're asking those questions i think that's a i think that's a good um perspective on that i could only really speak to why endicott does that i'm not really yep. sure other students or other schools would would choose that question but for us when i'm reading an application and i'm reading the why endicott piece um it's kind of just like what stood out to you what is the right. reason that that you're choosing us? Is it something specific that you found or is it just a general overall feeling? Um, and I think that helps to give us more information about um, how is our information translating to the students? What does it look like from your perspective? Why did you choose to apply to our school? Yeah, I think, I think it's that extra layer of sincerity that schools are looking for. For sure, I would agree. Um, all right, back onto the list of questions. Yeah. So, 
these are the questions I'm sure you get asked all the time, but we're putting it kind of on record here. Um, who knows how many years in the future people will be listening to us. <laughs> uh, years down what, the road, I encourage you to get some updated info. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. um, what, what are yours and Endicott's thoughts on standardized testing? We have been test optional for almost 10 years now. Yep. So I always say to my students, I don't want any of you judging me on one Saturday morning, so I'm never going to do that to you. Um, so it's it's really, if it showcases who you are as a student in a positive way, we will gladly review them and take them into consideration. If you don't think that it represents you well, then that is totally fine, and you will in no way be penalized for not submitting test scores. So when we say optional, we genuinely mean optional. And when when you say optional, and you've got 10 years worth of data, my guess is that 10 years worth of data says we're not seeing any statistical difference between on-campus performance between the testers and the non-testers. Exactly, that's for sure. That's a, it's a really hard message to, I, I believe that, I've believed that right. for years, but it's, um, it's hard to, I, that's one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast is I'm really hoping that these conversations start to move students away from that that clamor to test because they feel yeah. they have to. Um, thing I think might help them is the statistic that we're only seeing about 15% of our applicants submit test scores anymore. So it's not even like they would be in the minority if they don't submit them. They would in fact be in the majority. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how many students from CVU submit mm -hmm standardized testing and we kind of come up with about the same number about 15 yeah. percent of our graduates yep or maybe a little bit higher actually submit standardized testing like yeah. it's not it's not many which i'm grateful for but we'll see how we'll see how see, we'll see what kind of a dent we can make in college board yep <laughs> um all right i want to wrap this up a little bit with a couple fun questions sure so when and, and you said that you just started at Endicott, but when you were applying to colleges, what was your process and how many schools were on your list? So my process was slightly different because I was a student athlete. I played lacrosse in college. Um, so beginning in high school, I kind of thought to myself, what is it that I want out of my, my college experience? And one thing that I felt I couldn't give up was having a team. I've been on teams, played team sports since I was forming memories, you know, like I was mm -hmm. like little kid soccer when I was like four years old. So having that team culture and a group of people to have your back all the time was something that was really important to me. I knew I, knew I wasn't ready to give that up. So I kind of started um, sophomore year figuring out what that was going to look like for me, which division did I want to play um, as a personal choice. I knew I'm never going to be a professional lacrosse player. So D1 was not a choice for me. I didn't want to be married to my sport. I wanted a lot more out of my college career. So that kind of led me to D3. Um, and then within that, there's different levels of D3, right? Did you want to be at super competitive D3 and have that still kind of be only what you're doing? Did you want to be at a D3 where you could also have on-campus jobs and have relationships with your professors and do things outside of your sport? I kind of leaned that way. I wanted, um, in meaning the latter, I wanted to do a lot more than just play a sport, even though I wasn't ready to give it up. Um, so I landed at a spot where I was super transparent with the coaches and said, 
I want to play competitively. I want to be on a good team that competes well, but I also want to be able to do a lot of different things. Um, and because I was an athlete, that kind of made me narrow it down sooner than the typical college process does. So I knew by the um, end of my junior year where I was going to land, which allowed me to only apply to one school, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> but that's, I get questions all the time, like how many schools should I apply to? And I think my answer is, do you want a range? Do you want, like your, your father works at UVM, like maybe UVM is the one school you apply to. Yeah. Maybe you're getting recruited at one school. So one is the right answer for you, but right. five might be the right answer for the next student standing there. And 10 might be the right answer for somebody else. Exactly. I had a, I had a student who um, years ago, they used to hand out like free applications. They, they would like, you'd have a pioneer app or a snap app or whatever it was. And a parent filled out 32 of those free applications for a student who got 20, wow. 28 acceptances. Wow. So I, I asked that, I, I asked you that question and I'm telling that story because 32 applications is not the right answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would agree with you. I would definitely agree with you. That creates a lot of problems. Yes. Um, so then this is your first, your first um, reading session. Yes. Have you read any essays yet? I have read two. <laughs> So I won't ask you the question about what's your favorite essay because yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have a, you don't have a sample set yet. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, we went on a couple other bird walks, so that's good. Uh, so wrapping it up, is there anything that I haven't asked? Is there anything that you haven't mentioned that, that we should talk specifically about or, or in regards to Endicott before we conclude our interview with Maeve today? Um, I love to, talk about the inter internship process, because like I said, I think that makes us really unique and is something that sets up our students really well. Um, one thing that I think I didn't mention quite yet is our new nursing and sports science building. Um, it's a you mentioned the building, but not a lot of detail about the building. So I think okay. that I think that would be great if you could mention that. Yeah. So the new building is incredible. The first two floors are dedicated to the nursing school. The first floor has the Endicott Hospital, which is a full simulation lab. It literally looks like an emergency room with all the equipment hmm. on the walls, all the beds, all the simulation mannequins. Like, it's insane. It's really, really cool. Um, as you go up, you'll see the sports science floors. They have a lot of really awesome new technology and equipment. I think the one that the students are most excited about is our new underwater treadmill, which is pretty wild. <laughs> That's um, crazy. And then there's a few really cool study spots in there as well. One side of the building overlooks the ocean. The other side of the building overlooks the turf field. So it couldn't be positioned more beautifully on campus. Um, it's phenomenal. It's really, really awesome. So if you have any students interested in that, I think that they, I highly encourage them to check it out because it's such a cool place to be. How many, um, we talked about applications earlier. How many applications does Endicott usually receive? Yeah, so... Like I said, this will be my first reading cycle. So these are kind of the details I'm learning now. But from my understanding, it's usually about five and a half thousand. And how many how many beds for incoming students? Usually we take a class of around around eight hundred and fifty. That's there's, it's it's still a, a small percentage. There's more accepted than that, right? Because that's how right. every school does it. You accept more than will eventually come to Endicott. 
Um, but yeah, that's the class that we hope to we hope to take on every year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, Maeve, I really appreciate your your half hour or so with us, and uh, I'll sign off. And thank you again for joining us, and hope that we have a lot of families listen. Yeah, I hope so too. And if any of them would like to reach out to me personally, I'm happy to answer more questions that way too. Are you okay with me putting your email address in the show notes or anything Absolutely. like that? Yep. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Well, thanks again, Maeve. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you doing this. Take care. See ya. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.